A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. This is Logan Howard, joined as always by the one and only Brendan Thomas Merritt. Hi, Brendan. How are you today? Life is great. Always great. The countdown to the Christmas holidays is on, and I can't wait. <laughs> I was tricked with you. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Uh, we are, what? Today is the third, so not too long now. 22 days. Almost three weeks. It'll be on top of us before we know it. Um, so, before we get too far into our podcast, I do want to say that you should send us an email at from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. Uh, you can get a hold of us on Facebook at the from Dublin to Cleveland on Facebook. You can find each of us on Instagram, um, either at Brendan Thomas Merritt or at Banana Man 17. Um, you can Reach out to us wherever you want on those, and we'd love to hear from you. You can also support us by getting a item from our shop. Um, you can buy a T-shirt. We'd love that. It'd be awesome. We have both the Irish and American versions. I am wearing the sweatshirt, and you can't see it terribly well because it kind of blends in with my camera I have, but you all have to trust me that I'm wearing it. <laughs> what was that, Brendan? Do a twirl, do a twirl. Oh, do a twirl, do a twirl. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Yes, prove I'm wearing it. On the back and around. Boom, there we go. There you go, there you have it. All right, so what we're doing today is we are playing uh, Christianese. We are going through Christian Christianese phrases. We're going to talk about them, review them, and uh, basically give a synopsis of whether they are Good. Should you be a Christianese person, or should you just speak regular, regular English like every other human being? So, uh, the first one we are going to get into, the first phrase, is "If it be God's will." Well, Brendan, when we when we talk about "if it be God's will," what uh, what do they mean by that? They mean that they're <laughs> praying for something, but they don't have the faith to guarantee that God will say yes. So, for example. If Logan said he had stomach problems, they would put their hands in his chest and say, Oh Lord Jesus, if it be your will, heal Brother Logan from this affliction from the enemy. To which Logan would rightly and properly say, Shut your mouth, get your hand off my chest, I'll drive. You just say amen at the end. <laughs> Shut these suckers down, people. They don't have faith. They're double-minded. The Apostle James warned you about people such as these. Can't stand them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we we like to yeah. we like to make it out to be a a good Christian thing, you know. If it be God's will that it's a work, but yeah, a lot of times it ends up being in things where we actually don't think that God's going to do something, yeah. and we're just like, you know, maybe if God will just work it out, it'll happen. Instead of just trusting God with it and letting it go and not trying to put our desire of the situation on top of it. Uh, we sign and just say this, oh, well, if it's God's will, he lives. If it's God's will, he dies. Both true statements, but uh, are you actually living it, you know? <laughs> so, 
So just instead, just be honest. Say you, uh, you're you struggling and to see how God's working through the situation and stop saying, uh, oh, if it's God's will. Um, it'll help you out in the long run. Uh, next one, next Christianese phrase. Let's have a word of prayer. Well, Brendan, what does that translate to? <laughs> These people are probably tricking you into a prayer meeting you had not agreed to. I warn you, bring a pillow, you will fall asleep. Snore best. <laughs> just make sure you set an alarm on your phone to wake up after 20 minutes. And just randomly shout amen. You don't know what you'll be agreeing to, but they'll feel validated. Uh, yes, I think I think we use this one specifically when we're talking about we're going to a word of scripture. We have a word of scripture for the end. And if any of you have listened to our podcast, a lot of them go like 10, 15 minutes. So that's just like the bare minimum. So now if you're having a word of prayer, prayer is usually a good five minutes prayer. And they say a word of prayer. Well, you're in trouble because that's like five times as bad. You're going to be there for half an hour. So, yeah. Uh, just, just, just have a whole evening of prayer. You know what? I, I've thought of this and I, I kind of want to do this, but I don't have my own church or my own, like in, in charge of a position that I can do this, but like, just have a, a meeting where you all show up and have just like a day of prayer or a afternoon of prayer or just something, because that will help you out more in the long run than all of this. Well, just go to your house and pray, and I'll go to my house and pray. And when we say, I'll pray for you, we'll, we'll get to that phrase. But, like, it doesn't always mean that you're actually going to do it. Um, but next phrase is, uh, that's not my spiritual gift. So, Brendan, what does what does this, this phrase mean? We need someone to work at kids' ministry. No. <laughs> the Lord has not called me to work with children. We want to get involved in the Street Pastors Initiative. No. Well, that gets you excommunicated from the body of Christ. But instead, you know, I don't feel like the Lord has given me that particular anointing. Uh, it just means, you know, find someone else. I'm not interested. Not going to do it. Again, uh, Bible talks about let your yes be yes, you know be no. Instead of saying, giving an excuse as to why you're not going to do it, like... Either do it because God wants us to serve him and care for our brothers and sisters, even when it's not what we're actually really good at. Uh, or just tell people, no, hey, I've got too much on my plate. I can't do this. It just saves everyone a lot of time if you do it that way. But nobody uh, – we, we continue on with our Christianese phrases because we don't want to offend anyone. But just just be honest. Uh, next Christianese phrase, Fellowship. Brandon, what does fellowship mean? Well, contrary to a job opportunity or going to Mordor with eight others to destroy Sauron's ring, it just means Christians hanging out. Usually it's food-oriented. <laughs> Having the crack, as we say. Yeah, this one, this one's okay, I think. Uh, I think the person who wrote this was trying to get it into its organized gluttony, so it's okay to eat a ton of food but uh that only happens ever so often it's okay to eat you know <laughs> it's okay to eat sometimes <laughs> uh all right moving on is the next one talks about the lord works in mysterious ways 
When you hear that phrase, Brendan, what does someone uh, what is someone implying or what do they mean when they say the Lord works in mysterious ways? How the hell did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, it gets you it gives you the idea of they have no idea how God did that thing. How did that how did that just work out or didn't work out or uh yeah. almost almost the idea of your expectations were blown away or completely not met in the situation. So I don't know how <laughs> uh I just don't know how God did that. Um yeah, Lord works in mysterious ways, completely lost as to what what's happening there. <laughs> And it's uh, it's usually said in a very uh, posh way, I would say. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it like uh, like you'd think it would be said, like that you're clueless. They just say it like, well, the Lord works in really mysterious ways. They never say it like, you'll never believe this. The Lord works in such mysterious ways. He did this. Nobody says it like that. They always say it as extremely posh as you can say it. So that's probably a heart issue that needs to be dealt with. <laughs> um, all right, moving on here. Uh, Lord willing, if somebody says to you, well, Brendan, Lord willing and the creek doesn't rise. Lord willing and such and such. What is? What are they implying and what do they mean? Oh, well, if someone were to say to, say to me, oh, I'll see you tomorrow, Lord willing. <laughs> they probably have not even arranged to get there. Or if someone says, oh, I'll give you 100 euros for your birthday, Lord willing. Yeah, they're probably not going to go to their credit union or bank account or ATM machine and take anything out. Or if they say something like, Oh, we'll hang out this weekend, Lord willing. Make your own plans, bruh. They're not meeting <laughs> up with you. <laughs> You'll be like a last resort. <laughs> if they have literally nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I kind of use this phrase, because I do use this phrase. I use Lord willing and the creek doesn't rise. Um, basically to imply that I'm going to be there unless God makes it so I can't be there. Um I, but I do think most of people use it the way that Brandon explained it as, uh, they're actually not going to show up. <laughs> they're like, well, Lord willing, <laughs> the Lord didn't will. <laughs> Needless to say, I did not will to be there. <laughs> uh, all right. This one, this next one kind of makes me angry. It says, I don't feel led. Well, Brendan, what does that mean when I say I don't feel led to do that? <laughs> so it could be, oh, and there's a woman who's just visited your church for the first time. She's crying. She's depressed. You're pretty sure her husband and children have recently died in a fire. Um, and you're asked to go pray for her. But you're really self-conscious, very introverted to pray for that depressed woman who has miraculously by God's leadership at church building. It just means, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but you're blaming God's ability for being an insufferable, yeah. lazy, athletic yeah. life. 
Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much uh no way, Jose. Not gonna not gonna do it. Uh I don't I don't feel like I wanna do it. It's kind of not for me. It kind of goes along very much with the uh not my spiritual gift. It's it's a way of saying no to doing something that uh probably should be doing um as a good follower of Christ. But I just don't feel I don't feel the Lord's calling. I don't feel led to do that. So, yeah. Way to say no. Um all right, next one. It says God led me to do something else. Kind of goes along with the one we just this just did, but God led me to do something else. What does that mean? If for example, someone asks you why you weren't at church that morning, and you respond, the Lord led me into a Sabbath rest of resting in him. That basically means it just sets your alarm and you overslept. <laughs> just blaming Jesus for your own nonsense and apathy. Ah, I see. Uh, being dishonest again. That's why I don't like, I, I don't feel led. I don't feel led or God led me to do something else. It's blaming God. For things that are your fault. Same kind of thing. Like, the people... You know, true. No, wasn't right. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't right. Um, you know, people do this all the time with, Oh, God told me to break up with you. It's garbage. If somebody says that to you, you shouldn't be with that person anyway, so... It's the opposite of what I get told. I get told the Lord told me not to date you. Ah, they're equally wrong. Bloody yep. Christian women. Blame God. Don't know a good thing when they see it. <laughs> uh, all right, next one. It says God really helped me with this test. What is what uh, in Christianese does that mean? <laughs> I have no idea how I passed. <laughs> but God saw me through, and He might just do it again in the future. <laughs> So I need to give him praise. <laughs> well, you can't give him praise for answering your prayer because you didn't pray. Um, yeah. And you can't thank him for having given you knowledge uh, and wisdom because obviously you didn't put the effort in. But, uh, yeah, he, he's on the throne, which I know in Ireland would mean he's on the toilet. But uh, <laughs> it's he's, true. he's worthy of all praise all the time, all the time. <laughs> And just acknowledging it, like, I don't deserve this, but okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. He was gracious to me. Uh, it reminds me of a phrase that me and my friend uh, from camp came up this summer. We uh, we had unfortunately forgotten to clean all of the people's bathrooms because we were just staring at a fireplace yeah. and we got sucked into it. So we forgot to clean all the bathrooms one evening. Literally. And... Uh, we didn't get yelled at for it. They'd said, oh, it's no big deal. And so we looked at each other and we're like, the Lord is gracious to us. We spat in his face, but he was still gracious to us. <laughs> oh. The knees and wash the feet of 12 men and you couldn't even wash a toilet with cleaning product and gloves. Absolute we were, nonsense. We were complete lazy bums. Yeah, yeah. it was bad. Um... <laughs> Moving on to the next Christianese phrase is she she has such a sweet spirit. Uh, Brendan, what does when you when you say that or hear that about somebody else? What does that mean when they say, "Oh, they just have such a sweet spirit"? It's an insult. 
It's like in Ireland we say God love you. It's not God loves you, it's God love you. It's, it's one of the highest forms of contempt. Someone might say, oh you know I've got bone cancer and my dog is dying and my husband's having a failure and my children drive me nuts. Oh God love you. You have no interest in, in the problems. And then with, she has such a sweet spirit, she's an airhead. There aren't two coherent thoughts going on inside that woman. But she's a sister in Christ. So you want to be polite. <laughs> yep, yeah. It is It is most definitely an insult. It's a way of saying nice things about people in a fake way so that it sounds like you're saying yeah. something nice about them, but you're also not. So... I wouldn't I would not recommend you go around saying they're an airhead to other people. Probably not smart. Especially if there's somebody kind of important in church. But also just don't uh, don't don't say they have a sweet spirit. Just say uh um you know, they're the Lord the Lord loves them. I love them too because I have to. <laughs> it's the highest form of cuss word in Christianity. Mm. Kind of is, yeah. Uh, all right. I don't know that I've ever heard somebody use this one, but I'm maybe you have. It says I have a all check in my spirit about him. <laughs> all the time. All okay. the time. Because being a seer, God always tells me things to other people. But I can't mm. always share what I've seen ahead of time or people would think that I'm just like a nitpicking Christian with like a spirit of division. So yeah. Instead of saying, oh yeah, that person's a perv, that person's on drugs, that person watches P-U-R-N, I'll just say, I have a check in my spirit with that brother in Christ. Or, oh, you know that like, uncle that we only see once or twice a year? I've got a check in my spirit with him. It just means you want people to avoid that person, or maybe through the grapevine of, of gossip, <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, intercession in the body of Christ, you've learned something about someone. And you don't want to be, to be specific, but you want other people to know that it's okay if they've got a problem with that person, because <laughs> you do. <laughs> it's a great phrase. You've got to start using it. <laughs> Not just Logan, all of you at home, watching and or listening to this. All of you. A way of indicating that they are not loved. They, they are a jerk, you know? That's a good way of saying you're a jerk. <laughs> we don't say that word on this channel of it often. A J-erk. A J-erk. <laughs> that, friends, is a callback to Blimey Cow. <laughs> um, Alright, moving on. Uh, Christianese, I'll be praying for you. Uh, so, Brendan, I'll be praying for you. Um... When I say that, I think that means something different than if somebody else said that. But let's just say somebody from your church said that. What what would that mean? When I say it to someone, in fact, everyone I've said it to this week, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> That's why I've actually, I, I no longer say it normally. Now if, if I'm with someone and they share something, I'll say, later, let's pray together for her a sec. Um, because I'll pray for you, I'll be praying for you, you're probably not. It's a way of being like, yep. they're there, they're there. But instead of going skin to skin, you know, you, you touch them like with a sweeping brush from like, you know, six meters away. <laughs> Very long sweeping brush. 
it, it's kind of like that. It, it's very pacifying. It's touching. It's emotional. Mm-hmm. It's sentimental. You're probably not going to do it, though. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, they, they're not really, there's a, it's more of a, oh, maybe if I remember, I'll pray for you. Not really a, I'll actually pray for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. If I remember. I think the best, the best course of action is like you said, pray for them right there. Just pull them aside yeah. and pray for them. There's usually, there, there usually isn't a situation where you can't, where you can't do that. So there's always a situation where you can just pray for them right there. So just do it. Um, all right. So when people say the word, we're going to, I'm asking for some prayer concerns. What do they mean when they say we'd like some prayer? In Ireland, it's a prayer request or a prayer need. It's basically Christian gossip when we use it. (laughs) And again, you don't want to be the one who introduces division into the body of Christ because there are seven things God hates, eight things he abhors. And one of them is a yeah. brother or sister in the congregation who sows dissension among the family of God. Yeah. But the Bible says absolutely nothing about bringing prayer requests to the congregation. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just what we use for... Uh, Christian slander. <laughs> All right. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think, so we, we use prayer requests too, but I feel like almost all the prayer requests have nothing to do with people actually accepting Christ as their savior. It actually just has to do with keeping them alive on this earth, even though they're like 102 and they want to go to heaven. Um, so we're kind of like, please, Lord, just, you know, heal their sickness. And I'm like, I feel like we could be praying for some more important things than just like, oh, could, <laughs> oh, I hope my grandmother stays alive another year. I mean, that's important, but like, I'm gonna remind you of this when we get to the Bible passage later. Literally, useful as a whole people. Foreshadow, anyone? Foreshadow. Uh, yes, you now need to listen to the end too. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna ki- I'm gonna skip a couple here because they kind of are like repetitions of what we've done before. But I do like this one. Uh, you just have to put it in God's hands. Um, what does that mean if somebody from your church came up and said that to you? Oh, someone told me you just put it in God's hands. It would probably mean that they don't actually believe that it could happen. <laughs> So it's like, oh, just put it in God's hands. So basically, if the whole thing falls apart, I don't have to feel bad about myself. They don't have to feel bad about themselves. God gets the blame because it was his will that it wouldn't happen. Yeah. I could be in a ministry trying to, like, you know, reach out to the homeless and the lost. But it's okay if it's in God's hands and no one gets saved and they all die and go to hell. It's okay. No skin off my nose. No skin off my back. <laughs> And God just yeah. in heaven, like, where did it say that once in my word? <laughs> yeah, I kind of also think it means they're not going to help you. They're not going to give you any help at all. Oh, they have no intention. <laughs> no. Which is why they're blaming God. <laughs> yep. That's, put it in God's hands. We're not going to help you with that. Yeah. Uh, all right. This one, I believe you're, 
your uh, best friend Joel Olstein really loves to use this one. Uh, God wants you to <laughs> prosper. <laughs> I think I mentioned him in one video when he's not hating on political people he hates on Joel Osteen my guy <laughs> it's theatrical it's theatrical of course out of spice oh no you poor soul <laughs> Poor, you say. But anyway, doesn't he have like a private jet or uh, something? <laughs> yeah, he says that God wants you to prop. I believe it. What Amen. does he mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. I think it means something different from here to what you guys. I think with you guys, whenever I hear anyone refer to American prosperity preachers, it's always about um, financial rewards, and then in Ireland. They go like the polar opposite, where you have all these like you know <laughs> churches who are like indebted to like all the banks because they're renting their properties, and it's like you know let's raise the t- let's take the tithes and offerings basket now and pray over these. It's like Lord, you know, multiply these tenfold, running over yada yada yada, and then they just pray in our like for spiritual blessings, where it's like. But I have bills to pay. I've got like four children in the way. My wife is heavily pregnant. No, you're gonna get spiritual blessings and you will be happy. So, uh, I think prosperity means something different from here to you guys. For you guys, it's money, money, money. For us, it's like, don't expect a cent from Almighty God. You'll get a spiritual blessing and you will say thank you. <laughs> I'm like, can't we have both? <laughs> Okay, uh, all right, we got a couple more that we'll go through. These, these might be more, um, I think more to our, our time and our thought process. Uh, okay, so quiet time. If you said to somebody, let's say somebody who doesn't know Christ their Savior, has no idea about the church, and you said, I'm going to go and do my quiet time, what do you mean by you're going to go do a quiet time? <laughs> I hear parents saying to the children, it's like, yeah, you know, you've yeah, misbehaved. Stand on the staircase if you're rich enough to have one. Because you go to like a, an American prosperity church. In Ireland, you go to a spiritual prosperity church where you have no money and you're told to be okay. So you just stand in the corner of your kitchen. <laughs> and then you reflect on your bad manners. Whereas when you're a Christian adult, your quiet time is the time you spend with the Lord reading the bible having a, a cup of tea maybe a, a toasty when you leave one on the plate for jesus at the head seat of the table because you know who, who cares about inflation when jesus has toast to smell or or, or whatever logic there is behind that so uh <laughs> yeah different from whether you're a child or an adult <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's uh, supposed to mean just being being in God's word by ourselves and praying and all that coffee and all that jazz. But yeah, it's kind of weird. Kind of weird phrase. Um, this one is a very famous one for any of you who have listened to um, any Christian comedian. They love to make fun of this one. Uh, Tim Hawkins especially. Hedge of protection. Uh, what does that mean? 
If I said, hey, Brendan, I'm just praying a hedge of protection around you this this morning, this evening, afternoon. What what would you uh, what would you say to me or what 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 would you think I meant? <laughs> well, the first thing I always think of is in the book of Job, is it Satan? The is that phrase? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like people quote the devil more than quote Jesus Christ. <laughs> so the hedge protection <laughs> is an encampment or an encircling of divine help and protection that the Lord has over his kids. Um, your your do-goodery or your stepping out of alignment with Christ can fortify or puncture the, the, the hedgerow um, or that protection. But listen, if uh, celebrities and rappers can have bulletproof glass, I'm like, Jesus, can I have an upgrade? Because <laughs> I've got a lot of people who hate me. Yeah, it's it it almost makes it sound like Satan's weakness is hedge of protections. Like you know, you know how Superman has uh kryptonite. Like Satan's is a hedge of protection. What is this shrubbery? Protects <laughs> allergies. I don't do shrubbery. You think I have some sort of Utensil that can get through shrubbery? Absolutely That's not! That's literally what the devil sounds like. I've met him. That's his literal accent. <laughs> He's calling me the devil, everyone. <laughs> if the street fits. Okay, um, I'm going to do two more. Okay. I like these two because they, they give you... Uh, people outside the church would not... They would not be okay with these two. Um, washed by the blood or saved by the blood of the Lamb. Um. Yeah. What What does that mean? <laughs> oh, I, I do love the blood of Jesus. I do. I could be walking to like a cafe with my colleagues, and whatever the conversation is, I'll just throw something at random, like covered by the blood, hands in the air, like I just don't care. And they're like, "Who the hell is this freak? And why is he lunging with us?" <laughs> it's just the blood that was poured out in Calvary. And it is just the answer to every question you'll ever have in life. Amen. I did something bad when I was a child. How do I know God still loves me? You're covered by the blood of the Lamb that was slain. Oh no, yesterday I rejected Jesus. I'm really, really embarrassed. It's fine. You're washed by the blood. Like, whose blood? We never say just their blood, and we just assume everyone knows what we mean. No wonder people yep. think we're freaks. We even sing songs about it. <laughs> With no context. When there's no, no word in between songs at church, and it's just the blood, the blood, the blood, I don't get it. It's just like our obsession with fire. Setting a fire in our hearts. Praying for a fire in the form mm. of a tongue over our heads. Praying for fire on yeah. the heels of our enemies. And then hellfire awaits the wicked. It's like... We just love fire and blood. We just can't help ourselves. We're addicts. It's like crack cocaine. Yep. Yeah, I think. I think if you. I think if you just said that to a person on the outside, it'd be like, "What do you mean? Are you saying that you bathe in lamb's blood? Like that's? Are you part of a cult?" <laughs> on you. <laughs> in me it's in my veins darn it 
All right, uh, last one, and then we'll get to our Bible readings today. Uh, laying hands on. Uh, a lot of times this is used for if somebody has become a new pastor or they're a missionary or they're going away to do ministry somewhere else. Everyone comes up to the front, lays their hands on e- on the, the person. Um, but, Brendan, like, if you said that to uh, maybe one of your coworkers that you had a laying hands on ceremony at church, um, <laughs> what, what do you think they would think of that? <laughs> It's like, I'm sorry, what happened? Oh yeah, there was a, a child who was seriously disabled. So we all laid hands on the child. You did what to the child? Oh, you know, this 20-something-year-old woman, you know, she's she'd been a hooker. She'd just come in off the streets. So we all laid hands on her. You did what now? Oh yeah, I mean, this guy, you know, he's on a wheelchair. He's got no legs. He wasn't going to go anywhere. So we just laid hands on him. I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> but what does it mean, Logan? What does it really mean? <laughs> it really just means to pray over them. <laughs> <laughs> and we couldn't just say that. We couldn't just say the B word. No, no. We have to put our hands on them as we pray for them. So we're just like, well, since we're putting our hands on them, we might as well just say we're laying our hands on hey, them. Hey, listen, it's but great if you walk down the street and lay your hands on some woman who's walking down the street, everyone will have a problem with what you did. <laughs> Hashtag believe all women. <laughs> if they're accused of a Christian. But it's okay, we did it prayerfully. It's fine. Jesus told us to. Yeah. We're led by the Spirit of God. We're led by the Spirit of God to touch them. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I think God's right. calling you well, to make Brendan, your wife. Take us away into our Bible time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't even know you and I'm married. I said, Spirit led me. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> yeah, it's a basic if you're an introvert friends, Christianity's not for you. If you don't like to be touched. Um there's another religion that I, I can probably tell you about. It's uh got a book called the Quran. I don't think they touch each other as much. <laughs> I joke, I joke friends. <laughs> Parents, it is okay if your kids and teens listen to us. It was a joke. Get over yourselves. Alright friends, so um, contrary to what Logan said earlier about letting your granny die, which uh, I do not necessarily agree with. Again, necessarily. Some of you have terrible grandmothers. <laughs> Sam 71, I can't believe. Someday I'm going to run for, like, you know, for Prime Minister of a country and my enemies are going to put all these videos and just <laughs> drop the most terrible parts and I will have no defence. Yep. So- <laughs> Different countries, I hope. You run against me, boy, and I'll win. I know you will. <laughs> You're ruthless. I want my to resort to, like, assassination. <laughs> Until you marry a woman named Ruth, you're ruthless. I love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Sam 71, 17 to 18, says... Since my youth, O God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvellous deeds. Even when I am old and grey, that's right, not raptured, so roll up your rapture up, friends, even when I'm old and grey, that's a long way off. Do not forsake me, O God, till I declare your power to the next generation, 
your mice to all who are to come. This is a lovely song in Sam, and it was <laughs> I was going to say it was written by Dave, and I've turned the page and it'll say he wrote it. It was written by someone, <laughs> led by the Holy Spirit. And this guy is saying that when he was a child, teenager, a young adult, God spoke to him, God ministered to him, God gave him revelation of his love, of the Father's heart. And as you often hear this channel, guys, the four words I love the most, one after the other, God is absolutely good. This guy had a revelation of that. And not only was he blown away by God, ever heals in love with God, devoted to God in the good times and the bad, when he understood things that may didn't, but he determined to spend his life sharing the good news of others, sharing what God had done with others, sharing the goodness of God and forgetting not one of his benefits and giving testimony to how he had seen the goodness of God in the land of the living. What we have, friends, is very good news. This book is the most read book in the world for a reason. It's the most bought book in the world for a reason. There's a reason that when the printing press was created in the days of the Renaissance, this was the first one made. Is revolutionary. It has everything you need to know for daily living, spiritual living, and eternity in its pages. But it's too good for you to keep it to yourself. So say, Lord, help me to share it powerfully, authoritatively, and effectively. Those three adverbs, whatever you've put in my world, and it will look different from person to person year to year, demographic to demographic. You'll have to be creative, you'll have to be fluid, let God stretch you, release you in ways you never thought possible. But it's too good for you to keep to yourself. The whole world needs to know that Jesus loves them, that he's good, that he died for them, he rose again, that he offers everlasting life on the earth, not when you're dead, it starts on the earth. So pray for strategies to help reveal his love and his light to everyone, you know, all the days of your life. Not that you do it now and tag out the second you find a man or woman and put a ring on it. Not that, you know, you you get everything you're praying for and you tag out and make your life unnecessarily small. But where there's life, there's hope. And as long as you've got breath in your lungs, that you be a minister to God's goodness to those in your world and beyond. Alright, broski. Short of killing grandfathers and grandmothers because they're useless in your eyes, what do you take from Psalm 71, 17, 18? And would you like to apologise to the congregation for having led them astray? This is a safe space. And God is watching. And so am I, which is worse. First of all, I don't want them to die. I'm not saying that. He just doesn't want them to I'm be just alive. That we, we use all of our prayer requests for it when we need to be 
we need to be praying for the glory of God to be going forward. So that's what I'm trying to get at. Um, I love the way he actually explained. He didn't just let trust people would know the joke. He had to actually get in there and be like, oh, I reject this accusation. <laughs> I reject them, yes. I repeat you, I Satan. have to be careful. You never know. You never know who's listening. <laughs> so I think the people who hate us so, would probably love the fact you just wished for like you know a generation of granny killers. They got to that line and said, yeah, they're good. <laughs> we'll keep these guys on air. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's, God can use us at any point in any stage of our lives and where we're at. Mm. Um, and that's really an awesome thing that, uh, as, as this guy, he, he was taught from his youth uh, about God. I can say that in my life. I was taught from when I was young about God and um, who he is and that's made me into the man I am today um, and like our task, our job here on this earth is to declare God's works to show his glory mm. to everything we do, everything we say that we could take glory for ourselves I mean, even if we wanted to it, it never should be glorifying to us because mm. anything that we have, anything we've done has all been given to us by God. Yeah, He gives us opportunities he gives us uh, gave us this body to use. He gave us um, hands to make things. He gave us minds to learn things and to understand things and teach things. Um, so he's he's given it all. So all the glory goes back to him. Um, he asks us later on in the Bible to share his word with others uh, and to teach others and to disciple others. Disciple does not mean here give them uh, give them God's word and then hands off. We're not going to help them anymore. Um, Disciple means living with them. It means doing things with them, showing them, guiding them, um, and all while you're following after Christ. That's that's our job. Um, so, uh, if you feel that you've lost your value in life, or you lost your purpose in life, or you're lost, or there's nowhere to go, or what am I supposed to do with my life, or um, maybe you're in high school and you're going like my life is now over like I was at your age uh, as soon as I got into leaving high school I was like my life's over I'll never be able to defend things ever again uh, all that's not true <laughs> um, God is with you he loves you he cares for you he has a purpose and a job for you he brings people into your lives uh, for you to teach them to um, help them to encourage them to uplift them uh, and be present in their life um, because we all want that kind of friend so be that kind of friend mm. um, be the kind of person that you want in your life um, mm. so with that let's close in a word of prayer and then we'll get you all on your afternoons uh, and evenings and mornings whatever you're listening um, dear lord we thank you for this day we're thankful that we're able to chat and to talk about you to read your word together um, even though we're oceans apart. Lord, I pray for each and every heart and soul that listens to this podcast, that uh, you would work in their hearts, you would remind them of their purpose and value in life, that mm. um, that this is the season of you coming to die and save us. Um, Lord, we, we are lost in our sins if you don't do that, if you don't come as a baby boy and, and flip the world upside down on its head. Um, because you didn't have to, you didn't need to, um, you would have been perfectly fine uh, living in heaven by yourself, but you came and chose us, you called us, 
uh, into your marvelous light. You called us out of complete darkness. Um, we all thought the moon was bright and it was nice and fun until you showed up and your sun uh, showed up and blinded us from all what we know. Um, we're thankful for that. Uh, help us to, to live in the sunshine. Help us to live in your light and your glory. Help us to give all the glory and honor to you in everything we say, everything we do, everything we think that you're we're thinking about your glory and not our glory and what we want and our selfishness, but who you are. Uh, give us a good afternoon, evening, whatever it is for the listeners that uh, you would bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Goodbye, friends. Have a lovely week. Have the best day, friends. Bye. That was good. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. <laughs>